what's up, you guys, and welcome back to another episode of So Let Me Tell Ya. I hope you guys all had a good weekend and are having a good week so far. I know this past weekend and so far this week haven't really been that productive. I think the most productive thing that I did is I've been taking my dog on walks just because I need to get out of the house and just get some fresh air. I've been taking her several walks a day and probably by like the fourth or fifth time or probably honestly it's only been like the third. She's like all right I need a little bit a little bit of a break and just want to sit down and chill out but I've been doing that and I guess some gaming updates I should say. I'm not sure if I mentioned last week but I started playing Roller Coaster Tycoon and the one that I'm playing is Roller Coaster Tycoon 3 the deluxe edition I guess that's what it's called and it has like you can build water parks the normal rides I think you can also build like a zoo part of it too and I used to play this game when I was in middle school <laughs> and I for the longest time never knew how to build like the water slides I knew how to make the pools and everything that was totally fine but I never knew how to make the water parks like the water slides and so on my Saturday night while I was talking to my friends until like two o'clock in the morning I spent the night trying to build water slides and you know for the longest time I or I thought that you had to build them all manually and that's a pain in the butt to do because you have to think of it like logically because if you're if you want to do like a hill, you got to make sure that you have enough momentum that like the people can go up the hill and then go around and everything like that. But and I had the hardest time doing that and it was so difficult and I started getting really angry cuz I could never figure out how to do it. And I was watching YouTube tutorials and like building and doing it at the same time and I like figured it out, but then the way that it was set up in because it has to be around like water because obviously it's like a water slide it wasn't working that way so I was still getting really angry and really mad so then finally I figured out after watching one of the videos that next next to some of the are uh, I think next to all of them honestly they have like a little folder and some rides have um like zeros next to it and then other rides have like one or two. And if you click on that folder, it shows that there is pre-made rides already. So I spent six hours, or no, it was like five, like five hours trying to figure out how to build a water slide on my own when I could have just looked next to the slide and see if, in a little folder to see if they had any pre-made uh, water slides made and lo and behold for every single water slide that I wanted to do there was pre-made slides and I was so angry and I felt so dumb that I didn't know this until now that I could have made an awesome water park instead of having to slave over trying to build water slides all on my own that that was probably like a sign that I need to get out more and not try and build water slides. My intelligency level went down a little bit after that. So I did that and my park is actually semi-decent. Uh, I'm, I'm proud of it. 
So I'm gonna, and I did the, the mode that I did on it was the sandbox mode where you can just build whatever and you have unlimited money. So I might challenge myself later this, this week to do one of the uh, campaign things where you have to do like certain, or meet certain objectives. So now that I know how to build water parks, <laughs> I might do that. So I did that and then I've been on a, like a gaming kick. I mean, I've been playing it for a while now, but since we're quarantined, I've been playing it pretty hardcore and getting really competitive with it too. So I've been playing, uh, they have it for the mobile uh, phone, Mario Kart. So basically in Mario Kart, I mean everyone's played Mario Kart, but in the mobile version, they have different types of races each week that you can race in. But they also have one specific race, or two specific races per week, where if you race in them, you start gaining points and you're all put, and you're basically put in two groups and the more points you earn within your group you're able to level up or they're considered tiers tier up and right now in my tier I'm in tier 31 and I'm currently in fifth place and I'm eligible to tier up uh, tier up two places so I'd be in 31 32 33 I'd be in 33 so I've been getting super competitive with it because I want to be able to to actually tear up in the two and then I think at one point during the week I someone was beating me and I was at the point I was in eighth place and that means I tear down one and I don't want to tear down one I'd rather go up and I honestly think the higher the more higher tiers that you get up to the more competitive or complicated it gets I think I honestly don't know but I've been playing this game pretty hardcore and it's just Oh, it's so addicting too. I think there was one night that I stayed up until two, 2 in the morning just so I could get higher points. And I literally ran the same race like 16 times until I was finally able to beat my score. And then even still, I was still running the same race over and over again just so I could beat my beat my score. And the way that like the scoring works is that for each different race, they have like a different... Uh, different types of uh, the racers, they hold like different uh, scoring levels. So the highest, the ones that you want to get is uh, the three or the uh, three shell ones. And those are the guys that will give you the most points. And so you pick that and then the same with the cart, anything that has uh, three, three shells or three or the cards have arrows is will also get you um, more points so I've been doing I did those like three times just trying to level up my uh, cards and stuff like that so that is how I spend my uh, weekend doing video games and then I also keep have been still on my Amazon deep dive I keep just finding all these different things that I want to get from Amazon and I'm trying really hard not to because I can't spend money right now like most people but oh the urge to buy stuff from Amazon is so hard and honestly just from stuff in general because everyone and their mother is running sales right now and I'm just I'm seeing all this stuff and my list of things that I want to get from stores are just growing and growing and growing and I keep checking them every day to make sure that their stuff is still there and one of these days I'm just gonna like fall and just order one of the things that one of the things I want really bad. But 
<laughs> we'll see. But what I wanted to get in today is that there was a lot of, uh, over the past like couple weeks or two weeks really, there's been a lot of interesting slash funny stuff that has gone on pulp culture wise. So I kind of wanted to like dive into that and kind of like go through it and talk about it because honestly when I was thinking of what I wanted to do for the podcast this week this is probably the best thing that I could come up with and honestly all of my ideas for the podcast honestly happen while I'm in the shower because that's where I do a majority of my deep thinking and try to figure life out is in the shower or in the bathtub because I love taking a lot of baths and by the way (laughs) Uh, with Bass is I'm really kind of sad because uh, Lush has their Easter collection is out. Random sidetrack. Their Easter collection is out right now. And every year for, or every year they have this one particular bath bomb since I like taking baths. It is a gold. It is literally a golden egg. And it is the most relaxing bath bomb in the history of the planet. And I almost caved the other day and got it. But to pay for shipping for it, it it originally it was like seven dollars and with shipping it's like 14 or something like that I'm like oh god I can't commit to buying uh having one bath bomb shipped for 14 dollars it's ridiculous anyway let's get into some of this pop culture stuff wow I'm like so all over the place I'm so sorry that's what happens when you get cooped up for I think we're what on week three now so I'm sorry stay with me people So the first thing I wanted to dive into is everyone's obsession with Animal Crossing. And I'm like kind of left out because I wasn't able to get it because all the Nintendo Switches are completely sold out worldwide because everyone and their mother is obviously home and bored and needed something to do. So they got Nintendo Switches and everyone is playing Animal Crossing. So I'm living vicariously through people on TikTok, which is my other guilty pleasure as well. So I've been watching videos of people playing it on TikTok and, you know, I've seen, they also have like this, because I used to play it when they had their other versions on, I think they have it for the Wii or or PlayStation or something like that, and I played it on that. But they have this like, I guess, a customizable feature where you can customize your person and a lot of the people in the in game have like uh their character have masks has masks on and I've seen like people do on their islands are making having dates that way through Animal Crossing since they can't see their significant other in person. I've also seen a lot of people who are in debt to Tom Nook and how because all this uh stuff in there is really expensive so there's a ton of people in debt but thank you to the people of TikTok that are posting their videos of them playing Animal Crossing because I'm living vicariously through you since I do not have a Switch and I don't even know if I want to really pay $300 just to get one and be able to play the game. My brother has been playing with his girlfriend and they play together which is super cute and I'm just having a little bit of FOMO but I am very thankful for the people of TikTok for posting their videos so I can see and live through them. And then The other thing that I read, I actually read this article yesterday about this guy in Washington for whatever, Washington State, for whatever reason, he was arrested because he was trying to teach his pit bull how to drive. Like, what? 
that is a new next I know we're all freaking bored but that's like next level nuts like what in your right mind would you ever think that a dog would be able to drive basically there was multiple calls about this um, person because they they were involved in several hit and runs and when the police finally caught them they saw the dog in the driver's seat and that was the excuse the owner gave and when I read that I'm like is this real is this actually real people are that like unintelligent that they think like a dog can actually drive oh lord I mean doctors are smart don't get me wrong but I, they're not like smart enough to drive they don't have hands. It's physically impo- It's physically impossible for a dog to be able to drive. I don't know, at least in my opinion. So that was interesting article that I read. And then here's something that I've been absolutely living for and that has been getting me through this quarantine every, a day at a time, let's put it that way, is I don't know if anyone watches CNN. I sometimes watch it, my, but... If anyone watches CNN, or you know of Andrew and Chris um, Como, uh, Andrew Como is currently the governor of New York and is helping lead the state through all this stuff that's going on with the coronavirus. And his younger brother Chris is a news anchor for CNN. They, those two are hysterical. If you haven't seen them see them do an interview together, oh, you need to go and start you need to go and google it like right now. It is comedic gold. And you know, they're they'll sit there and go through the interview and everything be totally fine and then you'll get towards the end of the interview and then they'll just start fighting on live national television. It is the most hysterical thing that I've ever seen in my entire life. It's it's like they don't even realize that this is they're on live national television and they're just going at it for uh, a couple minutes. And it is I uh, it gives me so much life and it also makes me happy too is cuz they're Italian. And you know, the funny thing about Italians is we we give each other such a hard time, especially, you know, in families. We fight like cats and dogs like like, sometimes it's funny, and then sometimes we really fight. But their fighting is funny, funny. But we we fight, but we also love each other so much. And I think probably one of my favorite ones from one of their interview sessions is when they were talking about baseball and how one of them wasn't is better than the other. And I think Chris is the one that called uh, Andrew. He has, like, banana hands or something like that. It was... Just the back and forth after that was just so funny. I, I cannot handle them too. And then actually recently, uh, probably like a couple days ago, uh, Chris announced that he, he contracted the coronavirus. And this, this guy is still sitting there doing his live show from his basement. <laughs> and he did a, uh, again, he did an interview with his brother while, uh, he was doing his daily press conferences talking about the coronavirus and he was just describing about like, you know, some of the symptoms that he's had with the coronavirus and then he was saying about the dream that he had with his brother that he was in like a fairy suit and something like that and you're and you're just sitting there going, oh my gosh, this is so funny. This isn't real. 
this is the news now. But it was, oh, it was just, it was the best couple minutes of my life. I'm so glad that I was able to witness that. That I um, saw on YouTube and it was the best thing ever just to see. <laughs> but I thoroughly am enjoying it. I literally watch the, those videos of those interviews all all the time. It's the only way that I'm getting through this. And also, not he's not the only one that's been doing uh, his show from his basement. Jimmy Fallon. I watched a bunch of monologues from Jimmy Fallon the other day just because I was bored. And his two daughters are the cutest thing ever. They were, since he doesn't have, like, his normal, I guess, you, like, his graphics team to and his graphics team and his art department to do, like, put all the, like, uh, titles up on the screen. His kids, like, wrote, um, wrote them down on a piece of paper and he, like, holds it up to the camera. It's just, it's so goofy. And also, I don't know, he, he has a slide in his house. <laughs> I want a slide in my house. I was so jealous. He was, like, doing one of his, like, doing part of his monologue and then all of a sudden you just see him go down a slide. I'm like, wait a minute. This, this dude has a slide in his house? Why can't we all have a slide in our house? I want one in my one in my house. I want a slide that goes from my room downstairs. I don't want to walk down the stairs. Stairs are old school. Like, come on. Who doesn't want a slide in their house? But that's just me personally. I also on YouTube have been watching Stephen Colbert doing his show at home as well. And he's also having his son help him do his show. And his monologues are funny too. But I always wondered, since, you know, these talk show or late night talk show hosts are doing their shows from home, what in the world are their kids, especially since they're older, like Stevens, what are they thinking when they're making all of these silly jokes and stuff like that? Like, do they find them funny or are they just embarrassing? I've always wondered that since I've been watching these episodes on YouTube. But I, I mean, I personally think they're funny. But since, you know, it's her kids, they're probably like, oh, my gosh, I'm like totally over this. And then the really big thing that's I've been watching on YouTube is, um, well, Shane Dawson the other day came out with a video of conspiracy theories. And if you know Shane Dawson, he comes up with some pretty crazy conspiracy theory videos that are absolutely insane. And this time he said he wasn't going to initially bring out this episode because he thought it wasn't that good or didn't think people would find it interesting. But holy crap, <laughs> this episode of his conspiracy theories was absolutely just mind-blowing. He did one about the, uh, about Champion and about Dasani Water, and I don't want to give it all away because it was such a good episode. It was 45 minutes long, and it's definitely worth the watch, but the one that really tripped me up that I kind of wanted to talk about is that he did one about the, uh, if you have ear pods. So I didn't even know this was a function until he brought it up, but apparently with, if you have ear pods, which are, you know, Apple's version of the, their wireless headphones, there is an option on your iPhone where you can, um, listen, like you can listen in and hear what's going on around you, your surroundings. I actually did look this up and Apple used that as a function to do, um, as a hearing aid option for people that have trouble hearing, which is great in theory. But I can also see in the point that he made is that 
you can literally leave your phone there, which is used as, which is used to transfer your voice into the, uh, into the headphones so you can hear the people that are around you. Someone can literally leave their phone on the table and walk away and then plug in their, um, headphones and say if you're around like a significant other or something like that and they say something negative or or secretly cheating or whatever, they could catch them literally red-handed and they would not know. It's just mind-blowing. Just completely and utterly mind-blowing. I had to watch the video a few times to figure out how to do it, but it is absolutely crazy and I actually tested it too. It's the weirdest thing ever. In theory, it's a good idea, but it can very quickly get turned into something very bad. But shout out to Shane for an amazing video. I strongly suggest that you watch the rest to hear about his other two ones that he talked about because those were pretty good too. And I didn't want to give it all away. So definitely watch it and I'll link it in the description below so you guys can go and watch it. Shane is one of my favorite creators and he's definitely changed the way that people post on YouTube and just literally set the bar higher for content creators on YouTube in general. That's my own opinion, but he's absolutely amazing. And I've been watching him since I was, what, in middle school? <laughs> he's He's been on YouTube for a really, really long time. He's one of those OG YouTubers that are still post, like, good quality content now. Good quality content. What else? Also, um, you know, I think I always mention about FBI and FBI Most Wanted, my two favorite cop shows. This this past Tuesday was the season finale of FBI, which I was totally bummed about. The episode altogether, it was it was a little slow. It was a little slow, but it was still good. It's uh, part of Dick Wolf's enterprise uh, of amazing shows. He does, uh, what does he do? He also is behind SVU, which is amazing too. And he does Chicago PD, and I think he does another show too. But he is amazing, and the episode was, it was a little slow, but it was really good. And then FBI, uh, Most Wanted was also, it was just as amazing as always. So, and if you haven't watched it, you need to watch it. What are you doing? Sit down and go watch it. It's, you can watch it on CBS and you can watch it on demand if you have on demand for free. So I strongly suggest watching it because it's not one of those like cop shows that are like, oh, it's kind of like boring. It actually keeps you engaged and always, always on your, you're always on your feet about what's going to happen. And it's just like, it's a big like adrenaline rush kind of thing. So, whew, sorry, we had to stop recording for a hot second because the day that I'm recording, it's absolutely stunning outside, and I did not want to stay inside to finish the recording, so I'm currently sitting outside right now to finish up the podcast, and if you hear birds chirping in the background, it's because I'm outside, because who doesn't want to sit outside when it's so wonderful out, and especially since I'm so sick of seeing the four walls of my room, and I just need to see something other than that, so there's that. Anyway, uh, to go along with a, our TV theme, there's also been a lot of news with Bravo, mostly a bunch of Real Housewives news, but there has been some other little tidbits that kind of wanted to dive into. As you may have know, uh, the head honcho there at Bravo, uh, Andy Cohen, who is host of the late night show with Andy Cohen and Radio Andy, he was 
diagnosed like a couple weeks ago or something like that with the coronavirus and just this past week he announced that he is feeling fully recovered and was kind of going on radio about his experience with the coronavirus and the different symptoms that he was having, which, you know, was a good PSA for all of us, different things that we can look out for and just be aware of. But I'm so glad he's feeling a lot better and is back doing his radio show and Watch What Happens Live. And he was actually reunited with his son, which is really cute to see them reuniting after they haven't seen each other for, um, I think it was a week that he was out, a week or two. And I can't imagine what that was like not being able to see your son because you don't want to spread the virus to him because it literally can hit anyone and no one's immune from it. So it was good to see that him reunite with his son. In some Housewives news, um, Ramona Singer, who is on The Real Housewives of New York City, I've been watching her and her daughter Avery. They are currently quarantined in Florida. They were originally in New York. And then they, I guess they flew or went to Florida, but they are actually not alone. Uh, she used to be the married to um, Mario, but they uh, divorced because Mario ended up cheating with someone that was younger. But they are actually all quarantined together in Florida, which is very interesting to see. I was very shocked when I saw it. Um, I know that they had like a healthy like relationship now that they're not together anymore, but I did not picture them being quarantined together. So they are all currently quarantined together in Florida and you know it must be nice being out by like in warmer weather and near the beaches and stuff like that even though I don't think you you can't really use them um, in Florida because the governor is like no we're not having that. But just to be in warmer weather must be really nice. And speaking about the Rural Housewives of New York City, they had their season premiere on last Thursday and Ooh, it is going to be a interesting season, to say the least. On this past Thursday's episode, basically, it opened up with the cast reacting to Bethany announcing that she wasn't coming back, and Dorinda and Sonia were very sad that she wasn't coming back, and they almost felt betrayed, but Ramona and Luann were, didn't really seem to care, which didn't really surprise me, seeing as Ramona and Bethany never really got along towards the end of last season and they were always kind of fighting at, at each other's throats and didn't really seem to get along and they were just kind of tolerating each other and I remember Ramona said that you know no one has to worry about acting like not themselves around her at, around her anymore because she's not going to be there and then Luann was didn't care either because I don't know for some reason she got kind of weird after Bethany spent like most of her summer helping her through her you know going through rehab and then her probation stuff and then I mean to me it kind of sounded like uh, Luann didn't really appreciate all the work that Bethany put aside because she runs Bethany runs like a multi-million dollar company and she spent a lot of time you know working with Luann to try and make sure that she was okay and was sticking to her treatment plans and making sure that she was obeying her probation and stuff like that and just kind of like the blatant like disregard for all the work that she did I kind of understood where Bethany was coming from and but Luann just does not really care and is kind of in a sense a little bit selfish and only really worries about herself so she didn't really care that Bethany 
is not coming back. And her quote was, the show must go on and sometimes without you, which was like, okay, whatever. And they didn't actually give Tinsley's uh, reaction, which I was kind of surprised, but I think Tinsley didn't really, I mean, she never really had a problem with Bethany, so I don't think she would have really cared either. She would kind of be indifferent, I guess, but Bethany will definitely be missed from the series. I think she had a lot of good one-liners, and she was just a funny character, and actually last night I was actually watching from the beginning the first season of the entire uh, Real Housewives of New York franchise, and it was just so crazy to see how far that she's come, because she originally, when she started on the show, she was a chef, and then she decided she wanted to start her own business, and she started Skinny Girl Margarita, and she was selling that in, um, trying to sell that in stores, and then I think she was doing, I forget what she was something, she was selling something else before that too, but she has this Skinny Girl Margarita brand, and it's big, and it's in stores. I saw, I'd seen it in uh, some of our local liquor stores around here, and it's just amazing to see where she's come. She went from, you know, having a boyfriend to not having a boyfriend to having a boyfriend, then getting married, and then having a kid, and then unfortunately getting divorced, and now she has a wonderful, beautiful daughter that is, um, she doesn't really show on social media, media just because her ex-husband doesn't want her shown, but just from what I've seen on social media of her, she's a really cute kid, and seeing her as, like, a baby to what she is now is absolutely crazy, but I will definitely miss Bethany on it. She was kind of the comedic relief on the show, even though that she was, you know, had her moments of complete psycho psychoticness, but it was kind of funny psycho, but... Anyway, after they kind of went through the reactions, they showed a scene. Uh, Luann was finally off of her probation, so she had her last court hearing, and Sonia went with her, and they were sitting in, I think they were sitting in, like, Central Park, and they had some sort of argument about how um, Luann, Luann should have been more appreciative for all the stuff that people have done for her, and... You know, they ended up fighting for a couple minutes, and then they made up. And then the most iconic scene, which I don't know how I missed this, but they were hugging, and Sonia had, like, either, like, a crepe or something like that, and she was eating it while she was hugging um, Luann, which I thought was so hysterical when I saw the pictures back. And I'm like, how did I miss that? So now I have to go back and watch that scene again just so I could see, see if that actually did happen because I honestly don't remember that happening at all. And then they finally showed Tinsley, and Tinsley is, um, at this time, she's not, um, from last season, she has been on and off with this guy named Scott, who is the head of, or the head and founder of, um, Coupon Cabin, and they met through Carol, who also used to be on the show, and she, they've been on and off, and at the time that they were taping this particular segment, they weren't on, um, they weren't seeing each other at the moment, but um, now in the present day, they are back together and they're actually engaged. The spoiler, but everyone knows that, which is so exciting because I love Scott on the show and I thought they were perfect together. And plus, Tinsley reminds me a lot of me and I can relate to her a lot. And I just love Tinsley. I hope she, um, even though after she gets married, because right now she lives in Chicago with or Scott, sorry, I can't even think, Scott, 
And I'm hoping she stays on the show and just doesn't quit after this because I really do love her. She is a former, well, still is, a big, big time New York socialite. And she was in like all the different magazines and everything like that. And then she kind of had her oopsie daisy moment when she was like dating this one guy and she ended up getting arrested in Palm Beach and because she was trespassing obligedly and um she got arrested for that but she got it um expunged but she kind of had her little mini fall from grace but um the uh two seasons ago or a season ago she kind of had her redemption and trying to reintegrate back into New York society but she um but anyway she is my favorite but she was going to meet up with one of her um, girlfriends was actually a new housewife who I haven't really been able to make an opinion of yet. I don't know what I think of her. Her name is Leah. They go boxing together and <laughs> Tinsley just acted like the total girly girl that she is and she was like, oh, I don't want to like take my earrings off because they're like signature and the guy's like, I really don't care and blah, blah, blah. And it was just kind of like mocking her in a sense. And Leah is, she, <laughs> she is a single mom and she, um, runs her own clothing, uh, she has her own clothing line and she is, uh, she has a daughter and she also has been arrested. I forget what she was arrested for, but she is interesting. She, <laughs> She kind of, she's interestingly funny. She doesn't really have a filter and she just kind of says whatever. And she, I think she's going to be interesting to see, but I don't really have an opinion about her yet. She's still, it's still fresh. Still got to see what she's like throughout the season. But just from like first impressions, I think I'm going to like her, but I don't really know. And, like, the only weird thing that I found about her is, like, she kind of treats her daughter more like a friend versus being, like, a parent. But, I don't know, their relationship, I feel like, is more of a friendship versus a parent-child relationship. But, I don't know, that was just, like, my first impression from it. But, I don't know, we'll see how that relationship progresses throughout the season. Because opinions and things change always with The Real Housewives, I feel like. And next it kind of goes and catches up with Ramona and Ramona goes out to lunch with some of her girlfriends and she's like upset because she's alone and because she is not with alone or she's feeling alone because she doesn't have a husband anymore because she was with Mario for years and you know she's still not I don't think she's 100% over it but she was feeling lonely, so she's they're at a restaurant, and she's, like, bawling out crying, which, I mean, I get it. I feel so bad for her, though, but sometimes she can be a little crazy and just kind of, like, over the top, and sometimes I feel like she can be a little bit elitist, and I've seen her, there was, like, an episode where she, the way that she, like, treats, like, people in, like, restaurants or people that are, like, waitstaff is just absolutely deplorable, <laughs> and it's just, like, come on. <laughs> You're, there were people too, so, you know, just because you have a lot of money doesn't mean you have to be really nasty to people. But other than that, she's an interesting per person to watch. So she had her 
like breakdown in a restaurant and then later in the show she goes and meets up with Sonia and they bring the dogs over and um they were just talking about how Sonia and Sonia I love Sonia by the way she is just such a free spirit and she <laughs> she's crazy but she's really funny to watch but Sonia is upset because her daughter is uh finally in college and she's worried that she's not going to come back but her daughter never really lived with her to begin with she was always in like a boarding school so she didn't really see her that much but she Sonia said that she would always come back on the weekends and bring her friends so she's just kind of like afraid that she's not going to come back and see her and everything and that she's just going to be abandoned and and Ramona was just kind of like you know it's going to be okay you know, you just got to give her a little bit of space and, you know, let her do her thing. But then again, Ramona really didn't give um, her daughter Avery a ton of space when she was in college either. I remember seeing videos on Instagram of her going up to college parties with her daughter, which I thought was really weird. I would never want to go to college parties with my mom. That would be weird. Plus, my mom wouldn't want to do that anyway. But then again, like these people just, I don't know, they're weird. But they had that conversation. And then um, finally we get to Dorinda, who, you know, I used to love for the longest time. I loved Dorinda. But, you know, after the, like, last season especially, I kind of, like, started not to really like her too much. She was getting ready for, she has a end-of-year party, so she was getting ready for that. And she invited everyone. And... Everything was going good, and her makeup artist is um, Luke from, uh, he was in Ladies of London. She He was friends with one of the, the girls that was on that, and that was another Bravo show that they canceled, which is a really good show, but he was on that show, and now he's on Real Housewives of uh, New York um, helping out with Dorinda's makeup and stuff like that, and they were just like chatting and talking about Tinsley like apparently because I didn't really I didn't really see the end of last season I just heard of, or saw little infomercials about it but apparently Dorinda and Tinsley are at odds because well Tins or Dorinda thinks that Tinsley is just dating Scott for his money when and just using him for money or whatever and it has uh she when she first moved back to New York she was living in a hotel for the longest time and then for some reason Dorinda made this accusation that Scott was paying for the hotel and Tinsley was just kind of you know scooting by and kind of using him for his money which obviously was not the truth at all Tinsley has her own money and that became a big thing so they were like fighting but Dorinda still invited her to her end-of-the-year party. So they all get to the party, and, you know, everything was going good. Everyone's, like, catching up on what they're doing and stuff like that. And then, you know, Tinsley was like, oh, I should just go talk to Dorinda. So she goes up, and she talks to Dorinda, and she said, pulls her aside, and was like, let's just talk about our stuff later. And then somehow they ended up getting into a argument, and they'd, like, start fighting midway through, and and then they Dorinda just like walks away and then they were all kind of tensely like moved away and then they all ended up sitting together and then they keep fighting and then Dorinda just kind of like totally starts acting like a child and was like acting all crazy so I don't know I don't know how I feel about Dorinda I think she is 
like, I don't know. I think she has some issues that, you know, are going, that are actually going to be addressed in the, uh, the season with, you know, John and everything like that. And ultimately, uh, we find out, or it was released that her, Dorinda and John, who, which is her boyfriend right now, are currently not together. So obviously something happened and I feel like she's kind of like projecting her insecurities within her own relationship onto Tinsley. But I don't know. We'll see how that all plays out. And I hope they kind of show who Tinsley, the guy that she's dating, like in the show right now, who she, she's dating because I'm just interested about that. But not really. Who knows? But I'm so excited that Tinsley is back with Scott and that they're engaged. I think that was meant to happen. And you know, it's just exciting. I'm, I'm happy for her. She's been through a lot and, you know, I think she, she deserves it. So I'm excited for this season and to see all the crazy, crazy stuff that they get into because these girls are crazy. But we shall see. And also Real Housewives of Beverly Hills is also coming on. I saw last night that they actually just released their taglines. I'm not really into Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I used to when, um, who was it? Adrian Maloof, who is the um, daughters of the Maloofs that own um, the hotels and yeah, the hotels in Vegas. So after she left, uh, I haven't really watched it. So I don't know. Maybe I watch it in bits and pieces here and there. But and plus, one of the other housewives that was a kind of an OG of that show, Lisa Vanderpump, also left just because she couldn't deal with the drama anymore. But meh. I don't know. Maybe. We'll see. But I know that was like really long-winded and probably just lost all any male listeners. But that was kind of my Real Housewives recap because I I absolutely love the Real Housewives and Bravo in general because it's just kind of like one of those funny shows to watch and it's especially since there's not much else to do. It's just kind of something mindless to watch to kind of get your mind off of everything else that is going on right now. But anyway, I think we're going to end it here. But I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And make sure to follow me on Instagram at alwaysdressedtoimpressblog. And to follow my website on www.alwaysdressedtoimpressblog.com. And make sure to subscribe to this podcast to make sure that you get all the updates when I post a new episode. And leave a comment so other people can find it and to let me know how I'm doing. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and make sure you guys stay safe. We're thinking about all of you and hopefully that this episode brought you some distraction from your boredom. And also a good thing that I found is I know I talk about it all the time is um, TikTok. I know it's like probably a silly thing to want to download, but sometimes you just need that, that silly stuff just to help you get through things. And, you know, most of the stuff that I like on there is dogs and cats videos. But have a great rest of your week and enjoy your weekend. And I will see you guys next Tuesday. Bye guys.